0: good morning St. Luke's what a glorious sight to see all this orange here looking good today we give thanks on this feast day of the Holy Trinity or Trinity Sunday for another day of life and as we've taken in the deaths here and in Ukraine Russia and the hundreds now dead from the train accident in India. It makes us pause to recognize how precious yet fragile life is, that we can leave here so quickly. Last Sunday, Pentecost, we marked the birth of the church And today we commemorate our trinitarian doctrine as god in three and the three in one god god is the creator our parent who takes on the form of a human in jesus and lives within us through the third part of the godhead the holy spirit coming among us on the day of Pentecost that we recognized last Sunday and on this Sunday you can imagine that the idea of the Trinity challenges the Christian claim that we are a monotheistic religion as leaders and many followers make our claim that we are monotheistic and others some within our own ranks say that we must be polytheistic because there is a claim of a godhead of three as you've heard father son and holy spirit if you've ever been confused trying to understand it or explain it think of how i must have felt as a college professor trying to teach this to college students I tried all kinds of analogies think of a flashlight which has different rays but comes from one source or I told them to think of a cake batter with eggs butter and sugar different parts but the same substance in fact the Greek homeosius literally means one substance which explained that God and Jesus exist as part of the same substance foundational in the Nicene Creed which we will say following the sermon. The sacred texts today point us toward God's calling the world into being. God's gift of life for humankind that was read so beautifully and so well by Ann Kramer extensively. Matthew's gospel underscores this second part of the Trinity. Jesus speaking to his disciples and giving what is known as the Great Commission to spread the gospel throughout the world that is described in that passage of Genesis. On this Trinity Sunday, please hear it from me that much horror and oppression has been done using this passage. The lack of respect for other faith traditions and the justifications for some of the worst human actions have been done in the name of God and a perversion of the Great Commission, namely the Christian Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition, colonization, and chattel slavery. One can celebrate one's faith and share it without coercion and being anti-Jewish, anti-Muslim, anti-Hindu, anti-Buddhist, and anti-Other. I come to you this morning with this sermon, as I do each time I preach, asking what is God saying to us on June 4, 2023? How do these readings speak to us here at St. Luke's? And what is the Holy Spirit saying to God's people for a time such as this? When I think about this passage in Genesis of creation and God's diversity in that creation, Paul's call for a community of peace, and the central gospel message of Jesus to love the other as oneself. I think about this moment that we are in. For you see, today is not only Trinity Sunday. When you look around this nave, you can see that we are wearing orange, many of us. Today is also designated as Gun Violence Prevention Sunday. It is one more response to the troubling gun violence epidemic sweeping across this land, leaving tens of thousands dead in its path. Caught in the crossfire of gun violence, Hadia Pendleton, a 15-year-old honor student and majorette at King College Prep High School was shot in the back and later died as she fled from stray bullets at a park in her Kenwood, Chicago neighborhood in 2013. She had just returned to Chicago after her high school band performed at President Obama's second inaugural parade. In the wake of her death, gun violence prevention awareness became recognized June 2nd through 4th and was chosen to honor Hadelia's birthday, June 2nd. And on this 10th anniversary of her death, orange is the color we wear because hunters wear orange to protect themselves while in the woods, a color signifying, don't shoot. Adia is one example of many of our young people we have lost and losing to gun violence in our country. We must face the fact that we live in a country that has made guns, all guns, an idol while proclaiming in God we trust. And we can no longer feel that the gun violence happens out there in the inner city, the urban violence of Chicago. Gun violence has touched the St. Luke's community, and yet we sit here today in the midst of this gun violence that has touched every institution and public facility that we and our children attend. As you've heard over the years from the clergy from this pulpit about this moral decay in our land, that is the antithesis of God's world order laid out in Genesis. Jesus's words are not only to comfort us, but they are also to disturb and direct us to go into the world and teach that we can live in more peaceful ways. We can settle our disputes without guns and live in community without AR-15s. This is exactly how a member of this community in Duluth, John Waldeman, felt as he closed his gun shop this past week because of these mass shootings. History teaches us that when we, good people, Good Christian people, do nothing in the face of evil, human oppression and destruction. It will not resolve itself and end well. You know that history. Beloved, it is the fact that we literally cannot go on living like this. This morning I have the king of nonviolence on my mind who went through his own transformation about guns. In his book, Martin Luther King wrote Why We Can't Wait, and he called for people to have a sense of urgency to end segregation. And just as he addressed the evils of segregation because he rightly knew its destructive elements, now we must have a sense of urgency to stop the measures and actions that can place killing machines in the hands of civilians that lend themselves to more gun violence and death. In his 1966 convocation address at Illinois Wesleyan, King went on to say that it may be true that the law cannot make a man love me, but it can stop him from lynching me. It is also true that a law today cannot make someone love all of us, but it can stop or lessen the trail of tears and death From the mass shootings and killings of our family, neighbors, ourselves. I know that we must pray and work on the heart. I am a priest and I lead with that message. Wearing orange is fine but it is not enough to keep our children from being killed in school or for us being killed at a parade or in a grocery store. We must lead with the gospel and hold our leaders accountable for promoting peace and justice as we all pledge to in our baptismal covenant. Jesus calls us to make disciples in nations, spreading a word of peace and love and first being that model. Each of us must do some soul searching on this issue and ask ourselves, What sacrifice am I willing to make to change this country from being a killing field on us? We know how segregation ended, and we must decide, like our ancestors decided, what kind of world we are going to live in. God has given us the power through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that is working in us. So on this Trinity Sunday, intertwined with the commitment to end gun violence because God requires it. What will we do? What will you do? I know that some may have resigned themselves to this as just the way it is going to be, but I reject that world and invite you to believe differently. Believe that we can do better and get glimpses of Genesis and work for the restoration of how God wants us to be. Let us work for that world where there is not a dependency on God, seeing the good in the other. In South Africa, it is Ubuntu. In the church, it is Kononia, Christian communion with God. In the world, it is that beloved community. I invite you to imagine Like Brother John, all the people living life in peace, nothing to kill or die for, no need for greed or hunger where the world will be as one. God calls us into the great commission that Jesus sends us to go forth and share the message with the world, sustained by the Holy Spirit. We serve a mighty God that calls us never to accept evil as a way of life but calls us to value this gift of created human life and to keep praying, believing, and working for that day when all these guns will be laid down and we will study war no more. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen.